Welcome or welcome back to Prophetic Prayer Podcast. I am Kendra, your host, and today is February 14th. And I am here with Amy and Carl, the creators of Mind Flavors. Can you say hi, guys? Hi, guys. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about creating within a partnership and how you guys met and how you guys created this beautiful technology that I've been experiencing for it's been a year and a half since I first experienced it right I've I've experienced really up leveling in all areas of my life since then and it's amazing how at at the time when I started your guys's program I didn't even realize that it was helping me to um, create financial abundance because I was so resistant resistant to money that when you put me in your lucrative sales success program, I was like, oh, I don't need this, even though I was broke at the time. I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is not where my focus is. And then I ended up having my first $10,000 month ever in my business. But I didn't even put it all together at the time. It wasn't actually until recently that I was like, oh, yeah, that was the same time, huh? And so I reached out to Amy and Carl a couple of weeks ago as they have just moved here to Sedona. I um, recently just got out of a partnership where all of my wounds and unhealthy styles of relating came up in that partnership. And I knew that I needed help to clear this stuff, to rewrite those programs, those faulty programs, if I ever want to have a chance at having healthy romantic love and so i reached out to amy and carl and they've been so generous to assist me and they happen to have a program that is starting on the 27th we're having a bonus class on the 20th can you tell us like somebody that has no idea what mind flavors is can you guys just give us a little brief like overview what is it how does it work how did you create it why do people need it it's a four and a half minute video that you watch with headphones and it creates new neural pathways in your brain. So if we can get off of those old tracks of thinking that no longer serve us and get on a new track. It's basically creating a different consciousness. Mm. And by shifting our consciousness, we change our point of attraction and the external world lines up with that new point of attraction. So this is what we call living from the inside out. Beautiful. For those who are so focused on the outside, how would you explain living from the inside out? Well, the first thing I would say is it's important to realize that reality is not fixed. Mm. And reality is not the same for each individual. Each one of us is experiencing a different reality. Right. There are there are common collective beliefs that we've all bought into, we'll say, that create uh, reality experiences that are somewhat uniform. However, within that whole reality experience, each one of us has our own little pocket of reality. So when we realize that we're we have our own reality and We are the ones that are creating our reality, and it's based on our point of attraction. Everything's based on attraction. Mm. And attraction comes from the construct, we can almost call it the shape of our consciousness. 
of a construct of our belief structures that were developed mostly when we were in impressionable years from the womb to the age of reason, which is around eight years old. So based on how we respond to external experiences or experiences where we were observing the external world, if we took on an impression as we took on, they become structures of beliefs within our consciousness and the shape of that structure, just like a crystal, each shape of a different crystal creates a flow of energy in different ways. Right. So the same is true in our consciousness and it creates different points of attraction based on our structure. There's like nothing more um, disheartening than when you're experiencing different perceptual realities. Like when you're in a relationship and you're having those different perceptual realities, it can make you feel like you're so incredibly distant from the person or so connected. It's so important that we are really showing up um, authentically. And when we have these parts and pieces of us that are subconscious, it's like we can think that we want something, but if it's not and if it's not being attracted to us, then there's something within our consciousness that is terrified of it or doesn't feel like we're worthy of it. How did you guys start to create mind flavors or where did this all come about? Was it like a channeling or something? I started programming my subconscious mind with a, with a first just by reading things before I went to sleep. And then I learned that I could write things in a certain way before I went to sleep and it would go right into my subconscious. And I started experiencing some amazing overnight results from it. And I became very fascinated with this and, and realized that this was, this was something that I felt like it deserved to be taught in school. And, and I was wondering why we didn't learn this as children. It was so significant. And what I learned through the process, I started telling everyone about it. And what I found out was not everybody was ready to hear that they could change their reality or even believe that it was possible. Right. And after a while, I decided just to focus on my own consciousness and my own reality and see what I could create from there. And once I built up enough momentum where my reality started uh, shifting around me without me doing anything consciously mm -hmm. and just started aligning with principles that I implemented into my my subconscious programming. Everything around me started changing and, and those who yes. thought it was strange and different suddenly started respecting what was happening, what I was doing and started asking me how I was achieving the types of results that I was getting. As you just said that, it popped into my awareness that I've been writing these these power de declarations every night and one of them is about like um, partnership and that they travel like we travel together and things of that nature and with my previous partner I don't even know how many trips that we tried to plan that never worked out right but next week I'm flying to California to for an event he mentions to me the other day that he's going out to California the 19th through the 27th. I'm like, I'll be in California the 19th through the 27th. 
we're literally going to the exact same place. <laughs> like, and we didn't even plan it. I, it would just popped into my awareness of how that manifested and I didn't even try. Yes, alignment. Yes, absolutely. So then I decided to, that I'd like to live in Virgin Islands and travel and, 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 I, and get into the diamond business. And I did all those things. And, and then Amy moved to New York. She was, we were together in St. Thomas and then she moved to New York and I decided to move to New York, catch up with it. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, I reached a point where I felt like I was plateauing. Mm. And even though I had manifested all these things, what I discovered was that there were so many counter beliefs that were in my subconscious that even though I was able to target specific things that I'd like to program and have results from that, there were always things that would pop up from other beliefs that I was not even, not even aware of. I decided to really go inward and ask the question, how can I, how can I increase my manifestation abilities? Mm. And I thought, well, how about if I just do what always works for me, program my subconscious mind for me to do so. So I did, I programmed my subconscious mind that I increase my manifestation abilities exponentially. And suddenly I was drawn to some different things like sacred geometry and, and a variety of different ideas that gave me inspiration. And I started thinking, well, what if, what if I do some things to amplify these attributes that, that I've been learning about from these different symbols and shapes and, and words and things. And so I thought about it for a while. And then one day I suddenly got the inspiration to just sit down and start building it. And so I started utilizing things that I learned all throughout my life to this point. Mm. And your past life, clearly, clearly. Yes, to put into this uh, and Originally, it was it was just something that I created to assist my own life. Mm -hmm. uh, Amy was there with me, and she was also watching it. So in the beginning, it was just the raw technology, so to speak, that I was developing, and it wasn't really focused in. And suddenly, everything that was stuck and fixed in in position in our world started moving and everything started shifting we weren't really aware of what was going on because nobody we were the first ones to experience it. was amy doing it with you at this time yes so i would be creating pieces of it developing the technology and i would show it to her what we didn't realize is we were being affected as i was creating it and it was already working on us and then at one point I realized, wow, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. <laughs> these are all things are connected. Yeah. And this is why these things are happening. And I recognized that it was so powerful that 
it required to have focus on it. And I realized if I'm gonna show this to anybody else, then I have to take the responsibility to create very specific focuses in order to have things show up in the way that uh, everybody loves. Mm -hmm. And that's where the idea of flavors came in because uh, we were we were talking and, and I realized that it required this focus. And suddenly I thought, hmm, if I put in different focus, different ideas in here, we can have different outcomes from it. And I said that's... to Amy, and I said to Amy, oh, that's interesting. And then I said, like, what's the flavor of your mind today? That's so interesting. Um, for one, every time I would talk about mind flavors to my daughter, she would always say, that sounds delicious. So I, I said, what is the flavor of your mind today? And then it just, the next thing that popped in my mind was mind flavors. And that's where the name came from. And so over time, it's been a process of continuing development. And we've been working with a group of members for how long, Amy? Well, some since the beginning, four and a half years. Four and a half years for four and a half minutes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. And so what kind of results do your members see? Well, that's interesting because when in the beginning, when we were doing this, just the two of us, before we really realized what we had, one day we were in New York City in our loft and Carl's in one corner and I was in the other and I remember what we were doing, but he stands up and he looks at me and he said, he said, um, he goes, Amy, I don't seem to be able to worry about anything. <laughs> and he said, are you able to worry about anything? And I said, what did I say? I said, I don't know. And he goes, well, try. No, you, you, said, <laughs> you said no. Oh, I said, no, I'm not. Okay, yeah, I said, no. And then he said, try, try to worry. Come on, try to worry about something. And she said, I can't. This was a big light bulb moment because up until Life then, without worry is happiness. What? Life without worry is happiness. Yes, but up until then, I was like the biggest worrier. I was always worrying about everything. Mm. And, and it's important to hear that we really came into this life with this focus. Right. And we learned at a young age that we actually have the ability to create our own reality. And then when I learned that it has to do with the way we think and feel and what we believe, I can remember being so disheartened because I had so much, I call it DWF, that stands for doubt, worry, fear. I mean, the, the mind chatter that I had, the negative thoughts and the disbelief for who I was and all that I felt like I was here for, I just had this wall of all of that holding me back. Mm. and. I had literally done everything. I became a healer myself. I became a hypnotherapist. I studied all different kinds of healing modalities. I did learn how to clear that cellular memory out of my body and that began to give me some relief. But I still had this 
stuck my mind was still tormenting me basically mm. and I when I moved to New York City I began to have this calling to speak and I had all this downloads of inspiration and I was just guided to speak and I was saying yes to this calling but every time I went to speak whether it was on audio or a video I would freeze mm. and I couldn't do it and I would kept promising myself that I would do it and then I couldn't do it and by the time he was creating this technology it was like my lowest point mm. and I literally was asking not to be here anymore because I thought like if it's going to be this HARD if I'm going to be continuing to be filled with all of this then what is the point right and so when he started creating this it was like it's it's years and years and years of searching and nothing really fully working i really had that belief that nothing works for me mm. yeah i felt that way with modern medicine like psychology and stuff so when we had this moment mm -hmm. that all of a sudden it was gone yeah was, you just want to give it to everyone yeah yeah so then we started sharing it with some and we had we had some people show up to do um, a beta test and we would send them the video back then and they on their own would we, would, we didn't even interact with them they on their own would say i'm about to do mind flares for the first time and they would do it and they come up back on video and we actually had a friend who was organizing all of this and they were sending back these videos and i remember carl and i in, in our loft in new york city were getting these videos back and i remember the first time we were watching i was like almost what? What? I was, well at first i was almost like a little hesitant of like what's what is it going to be like what was their experience going to be like we really had no idea and one after the other said so we were receiving all these videos back and one after the other they're all saying wow that's amazing and the same thing happened with each, with each one of them that it stopped the mind shock mm. Mm. that's beautiful just four and a half minutes and four and a half minutes it completely shifted their state yeah it's such a beautiful thing because when we shift our state, all of a sudden we have a new perspective and then we have a new reality. Exactly. Then we realized, we realized that we were onto something and so we kept going. That's beautiful. Wow. What other experiences have you guys had where you like realized that the technology was working? We saw things shifting our lives and then the very first thing I did was started showing it to one of my family members and one of my friends uh, actually a couple of my friends and they started coming back and telling me how everything was shifting in their lives mm. and everything suddenly started speeding up things that were not moving at all were suddenly easy and flowing and they were prospering in their respective businesses uh, where suddenly things were just getting easier. Now back then did you have your voice on it or was it just the um, sacred geometry? Yes, what I did was I built the first mind flavors which 
I basically combined every single idea and method that I was aware of to bypass the critical factors of mind and get into the subconscious mind to implement new belief structures and combine them all together. Mm-hmm. And when I, I really did everything that I could think of at the time to create this and it was a lot of work to put together. And then it was finally done and I thought, okay, well, this is it. This is, this is the, the peak. And little did I realize that that was just going to be level one. And we've now effectively mm-hmm. exceeded level 10. Wow. Where we are with the, the technology. Oh, that's what you meant by leapfrog, huh? Gotcha. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Wow. So the five flavors is working on the mind. We also have a process called Invigorate that works on the body. And then we use the power declaration. So in all of our experiences and all of our experiments throughout our life and creating all of these technologies, we've realized like that there's three things that are part of our program that are creating the results. So the mind flavors is going to go in and create new programs in our subconscious. The invigorate is going to clear out all the cellular memory, all that heaviness that doesn't feel good in our bodies. Uh, it's going to clear all of that stuff out. And then the power declarations is where we can get really specific on exactly what it is that you would like to create. And that's what we do before we go to sleep at night. And so what our program is effectively doing is really just bringing us back to who we truly are. Carl is always and he believes that we all have a genius within us. And I believe the same thing. And when we begin to clear out all the subconscious programs that are not who we are, when we clear out all that memory that is not who we are, we free ourselves up and we really begin living from our hearts and in our body and in this present moment. And then life is beautiful and we're following our inner guidance. We're following the voice of our soul instead of being up in our head thinking and following that voice all the time. See, so it really begins where we are living from. I think that that's such a good point because I feel that there's so many people that think all of those programs and those behaviors are who they are. Yes. And those are just masks. Those are just wounds. Those are just learned styles of relating. Um, the one that I am working on overcoming right now is, is rejection. And so rejecting people who are coming towards me and going towards people who reject me. And, um, and it's so interesting how this pattern shows up. It even showed up yesterday to where now, like I know, um, somebody said, whenever you're feeling rejection, just don't speak. Like just really look at why you're feeling rejected because like if you're feeling rejected then your mind's tricking you right so like don't go into a story about it don't speak on it just wait hold on this is my meditation bell if i'm feeling rejected right now then this is that old pattern that's coming up and so i need to look at it well we call that getting triggered and 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 when we get triggered we we say something similar if we get triggered Stop thinking, stop talking, 
go within and instead of looking on the surface on the story what's happening out there and the drama I just go within and I actually step away from it and I go into a place where I can just tune within and how is this making me feel and then I do mm -hmm. my candle breaths and I clear out that resistance I clear out that trigger you're reminding me of when we first started working together and how hard that was for me because I didn't realize how dependent my body was on those chemicals. And it, you guys would be like, nope, don't go into it like candle breaths. And I'd be like, no, but you don't understand. And you'd be like, nope, dude. And I'm like, no, but like they're wrong, <laughs> you know, like. And so our bodies do, they get addicted to these chemicals. Um, Whenever, I, I think I've had like a couple of conversations with you guys when you're like, when I'm like stressing out and you're like, what does Jesus say? And I'm like, oh, he says I'm addicted to my negative emotions. <laughs> like, you know, like how many times has he said that to me? When it comes to relationships. Mm. Valentine's Day. Loving relationships. The most beautiful thing that we can do for each other it's not to get mad at each other when we trigger each other. Mm. Mm -hmm. The conscious mind likes to jump in there and hammer it out, get to the bottom of it, be right, find out who's right, all of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But what's really going on is each one of us has a structure of our consciousness and we are interacting and we're bumping into each other's areas that are asking to be brought to the surface. Right. So if we can recognize that this is not about the actual event of what's showing up, it's about how we're feeling mm, in the moment. Yeah. Because how we're feeling is our point of attraction. Yeah. And if we it, you know, the ones that are closest to us are the ones that push our buttons the most because they mm -hmm. they have access to that and 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 our souls are calling out to have these things be released and freed from us mm -hmm. and the only way that they're going to come up is if they're is poked on thing. exactly exactly so mm -hmm. in, in a way we can actually thank them yes for doing. i my roommate actually um these triggers came up and we worked through a process and, and she was telling her partner, thank you for triggering me. And I was like, isn't that so beautiful? Yeah. It is so beautiful. It is so beautiful. Otherwise we just get caught up in the drama and then it can really yeah. do the opposite of bringing us together. See? Yeah. So I, I think it's the most beautiful thing when we realize that we're creating it all. So if you, if he does something that I don't like, in the past, before all this, I would go to him and pretty much say, you should change or you should do something yeah. differently. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> but we don't live like that anymore. We haven't for a long time. So if, if mm. something's coming up and, and he says something that triggers me, I won't even say anything. I'll just go in and take care of myself and I'll clear it out and then I'll be free from it. And then we can be closer and then we can really mm. have a loving connection. Mm, that's so beautiful. Like, how many of our relationships are, are set up like that, where something's triggered and then it's your fault and you need to change because it made me feel this way? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's a cycle that just keeps going around and around. 
Yeah. Isn't it your anniversary today? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so beautiful. 32 years. 32 years. That's not possible. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes, 19, Valentine's Day, 1991. Wow. Okay. And so how did you guys meet? Well, it was really like one of the stories in the movies. Yeah? I, I, I was um, in Cincinnati at the time, and I flew out to Utah for this event by myself, and it began with this very elaborate party um, events. Red black tie, right? Everyone was dressed up. There was hundreds of people in the room, and I walk into the room, and right away I connect with this girl, her name was Mona, and we're talking. And then before I know it, some guy comes up, his name is Mike, and Mona and Mike are now talking, and I'm just looking around the room because I feel like there's someone there for me to meet. Mm. And um, then I across the room, I see this guy in tux with a ponytail, and, mm. and I go to these two that I had just met, and I said, you don't happen to know, and I pointed, and I about fell over when Mike says, yes, I came in with him. Oh, no. Wow, that's so great. And then later I find out that Mike, when he came in with Carl, when they were together, Mike is actually the one who saw me and said to Carl, I think that's someone that you might be interested in. Oh, wow. For their first to connect. Is that how you remember it? Did I say it right? <laughs> wow. Isn't that yeah. like divine alignment? And it's interesting how we cast people in these roles, you know? So that everybody plays their part. Yes, yeah, it's so beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. beautiful. One of the stories about my writing experience, yeah. right? Yeah, I was trying to think of it uh, the other night because I'm actually, um, I'm taking a giant leap right now. And um, to come to think of it, it's like, it's probably the biggest leap of my career ever. And I'm um, going to be leading at least 13 goddesses to Egypt for pilgrimage for 19 days. And everything is already in motion, like the uh, the tour operations manager has already been paid. <laughs> the uh, tour guide has just been hired today. The Sphinx and the Queen's Chamber was booked yesterday. So like this is happening regardless of if anybody comes, <laughs> right? And so I was trying to think of a power declaration that I could write and then I remembered your story. And I was like, yeah, like what, what could I write to where it puts me in Egypt with these 13 goddesses and everything successful, flowing harmoniously, you know? Will you share that story? Yes, actually, I think I might have a different story that would be even more applicable here. Okay, awesome. I was in the jewelry business and I was, when we were living in St. Thomas, I became, I was working with this company that made jewelry, handmade jewelry for royalty. And it was quite prestigious. Wow. And they decided that they were going to do some, what we called trunk shows on the cruise ships and work with the cruise ships. And I had been their top salesperson for a while, different times. and they asked me to be the first one to do it. Mm. So there was no instruction manual. It was 
here you go, you're going to show up in, in, uh, was, uh, Costa Rica, I think I showed up in, uh, and uh, Guatemala. So you're going to show up in Guatemala, get on this ship, all the jewelry's there. You'll figure it out when you get there, basically. Wow. So you're going to meet with, you're going to meet with the uh, concessions manager and, um, and, and you'll figure out how you're going to do it from there. So I showed up at the gangplank there and the gentleman greeted me there and he said, okay, I've, I've got you booked tomorrow at 10 o'clock and you're going to be speaking in front of 300 people. Oh, so I said, Oh, okay. And you, and you have an hour, an hour. What are you going to say for an hour? So I, I said, of course, yes. And, and so he had done a good job. He had, he had basically roped everything off and kind of set it up so that, so that everybody was prepared to hear me speak. And so the night before, this is the key part. The night before I realized I had, I had that one beautiful golden evening to do my programming because it really only, you can get overnight results with, with the programming, with the, with the writing process. So I programmed that I was a huge success uh, and that everything would work out basically. And so I got up in front of the audience and I gave a brief presentation and opened up for questions and we had a great interchange and afterwards we had a, a big turnout. We ended up breaking all the records on the cruise ship for those sales. What that was period. that power declaration? <laughs> Can you send me it verbatim? <laughs> sure. And and they threw me a big party and, and all of the all of the the employees on the ship that worked in the concession booth that assisted me in the process, they got paid double because we broke the records. It's wow. And they gave me gifts and and threw me a big party afterwards. And, and so this is an example of how living from the inside out, we don't have to have all these elaborate plans to, to have success with things. We implement principles into our subconscious mind and I call it our team, our subconscious mind. The team takes care of the details and connects with the right individuals using all of our faculties, tele, telepathic, telepathy, all of our connection uh, abilities that are, that are beyond the conscious mind right. and make arrangements to set up alignment for success in the things that we've programmed. I feel like both of you are really intuitive and get guidance and messages. And for this podcast, I've really geared it around like it's for everyone, but I really feel like more and more people are waking up and they're starting to hear the divine guidance that's available to all of us if we have ears to hear. And, um, and so I wanted this podcast to really give people a place to go when they're thinking that they're going crazy because they're waking up or 
you know, they're, they're getting those downloads and they're not understanding that if they just listen to that, that their life will stop being so much struggle because they just keep hitting that brick wall over and over again because the universe is trying to tell them to go in the opposite direction, but they're not listening because that's not what society is really nurturing within our, our collective consciousness. So when did you guys start tuning into your divine guidance and really listening? I started when I was 20 and I had my first awakening when I was 20. And I was really going through a very dark time. Mm. And I was told that I didn't have to live like that. There was a better way. And that's when I started following my inner guidance. However, I have to say that it wasn't really in so mind flavors that I now follow it 100%. Mm. Beautiful thing we hear about our, from our members is that the mind flavors and all of these processes that we do every day to live from the inside out like I was saying earlier, it brings us back to who we truly are. It mm-hmm. clears out everything in the way so we can hear that voice over and over again, that we can keep following it. And then we get to trust it so much that we really begin just listening. Like, I really feel like thinking is overrated. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think so much anymore. I just listen and mm-hmm. follow. And it's always taking me to the most beautiful place. It's always guiding me in the right to direction. Sedona. And just oh, so can I too? Right. Yes. Okay. So, I guess it was like a year and a half ago. I got the guidance that you and Carl were supposed to move to Sedona, and you guys were like, "Yeah, that feels that feels in alignment." And you said, "So we'll move on December fourth through like the thirtieth or twenty fourth. We'll move yeah. somewhere in that window." And then, um, so you guys came out to visit me. You guys were living in Mesa. And it didn't happen. And you guys even gave up on the idea of it, right? Well, it wasn't so much that we just, like, gave up on it. Because I don't feel like I give up on anything. I well, just you, felt like maybe we are guided in a new direction. Right, right, right. And that's important, too. Because we can, um, we can get guidance and be going in that direction. And then, God, and then all of a sudden, all of the momentum falls out the bottom, you know? And God's like, no, no, like, go this way. And sometimes... It's just that that little carrot on a string that's trying to get us to go in a direction we didn't even know about, but we thought we were like gearing up for this. And then that, yeah. So it's so interesting because then you guys contacted me last year around Thanksgiving because something had happened to the place where you were living, where it was like sprayed with toxic chemicals. And you asked like what, what, I don't remember specifically what you asked, but I was like, yeah, it's time for you guys to move to Sedona. Like, this seems like what's pushing you out, right? And then you guys end up moving on December 4th. Oh, because the year before, it was um, the universe was going to push you through a door if you didn't make a decision or, like, plant the seeds by, like, December 9th or 12th. And so you were like, we'll move on, on December 4th. But you came out to see me and you planted the seeds and that's why you got. Yes, we yeah. completely planted. Literally, like we went to, to lunch at the end of your block that you live on now. That's right. Yeah. It, it's so amazing. This is what we're talking about yeah. when we live from the inside out. And when we really get clear, like Clara and I were so clear because we've been doing this for so long. Right. And I just like to go back to our program is that the things that tri- used to trigger them just don't anymore. Mm. And 
that is is such a beautiful thing when that begins ha- begins to happen. So before this happened at in, at the end of um, around Thanksgiving, the month before, I was asking, I was asking divine creator of all that is. I see where you're calling us next. I see all the things that you're at, we're being called to create and we're saying yes to it. And I said, however, we really require a new place. And I was say, I gave, I said all that I would like. I would say, you know, this house that we would like and a peaceful place. I wasn't aware that it was going to be Sedona at this point. Right. But I was imagining everything that would it would be. And I said, look, we don't have time to look for it. Mm. I said it just has, it has to happen all of a sudden. I go just let it happen all of a sudden. All of a sudden we're going to be in this house and it's going to be everything that we have dreamed of. Right. And it happened <laughs> just like that. All of a Did sudden. Did you put in that you like community or anything like that? Yes, community yeah. and everything. Wow. And then when we found out that this, I would like to say the street name, but then that might um, be too much information on on. I don't think anybody will know. I mean, it's- so anyway. Okay. Um, it's a beautiful name but when we realized that our favorite chocolate tree the very first place that we came to that you brought us to when we came here the first time with the butterflies was literally 0.4 miles from here like it's and and um i mean everything that we dreamt of the most beautiful red rock views and everything that we can imagine we're from you know we're from new york originally we're new yorkers and we like to walk and right thing is just right here for us it's so yeah And then you guys got here and I went from like everything was like, I thought it was falling apart, but really the universe was pushing me through a, another door because I was living too small. You guys moved here and then three weeks later, the first house I applied for, the house that I had been wanting since I moved out of my last house six months ago, but it was too expensive. And so she had had it on the market for so long and I saw it and I I, I imagined what I would pay for it. Then I walked in and I, it was the first house I applied for, but as soon as I walked in, I was like, this is it. This is a place where I can have my my services and an event, it has a big enough living room and um, and just everything about it was like what I was calling in. And so that happened, I think two weeks, cause I actually got this place on my birthday, December 22nd, but I didn't move in until the next week. And you guys moved in on December 4th, but you guys thought you were gonna go to the village where I was living. And so if you would have been in the village when I was still living there, we would have been walking distance. But now we literally live they live two streets over. You can't even make this up. This is what happens. This is what happens when we live from the inside out. Yes. And when we just trust life. We focus on the essence of yes. what it is that we're aligning with. Mm-hmm. And then we trust in our superpowers, if you will, take care of the rest and bring things to us. That's so beautiful. Well, I really believe in everything you guys have created. I mean, it's not just a belief, like I know it because I've experienced it. And um, I'm so grateful to you guys. And as Jesus said, he sent you guys back to help me (laughs) to heal. Um, So thank you for that. And can you guys tell them about your program that is coming up on the 20th and the 27th? Yes, um, this is our happiest program ever. It is. And it's actually called Wake Up Happy for Your Life. Mm. And just think about what those words are saying. Wake up happy 
for your love. Mm. We are, after four and a half years of creating so many programs and one that is actually a year long program called Total Life Rejuvenation, we are coming back to the beginning with all that we have become because we have certainly elevated in the last four and a half years. Absolutely. And we're we're putting everything that we have discovered and experienced Mm -hmm. into this. Everything that you've integrated over the past four and a half years. Yes. So it's very one of the things that we hear from our members across the board is they all say they're more intelligent. Mm. Because mm. what happens is we begin to come back to who we truly are. Yeah. And those things become natural. That was actually in the the lesson of the one year Bible um yesterday was about um God appoints those and he instills them with all the skills necessary so they're good at everything and they're really intelligent and those are like the messengers of god because they're able to receive clearly i truly believe everybody should get involved in this as we've been speaking i'm thinking about more people that i want to reach out to and bring um along with us because it, it really is uh a journey and you're or you're up leveling your consciousness and um i i told my my housemates and my manager like they had to they have to come with me or else you know like it's just um especially before egypt so if you guys are feeling called this is truly something that um it's a fundamental rewriting the foundation of of your entire consciousness and so if you've been struggling or if you feel like you're at a plateau or there's just those stubborn thoughts and beliefs and styles of relating that you just can't break through and it just seems to be like a constant struggle in your life i would invite you all to get involved and whether you're hearing this you know now in the current time or in the future um, i'm sure amy and carl will always have something available to help you if you just go to mindflavors.com and they can also go to wakeuphappyprogram.com so is there any final thoughts guys well i would just like to remind us all that reality is our making and it's our choice and I would like to invite you and you who are listening to join us in our vision of happiness happening everywhere. Yes. Because I think we're all being called to come back to who we truly are, our soul self. And our soul self is pure joy and happiness. And when we choose to be happy, and when we choose to clear anything in the way of us being happy, then we get to live our soul life. Mm. And this is the life that we came here to live. And when we allow ourselves to live this life that we came here to live and be who we are, miracles happen. We create the change mm-hmm. that we're all looking for. Absolutely. And then you naturally bring forth your gifts, and I naturally bring forth my gifts. We all naturally bring forth all of our gifts and then what happens all boats rise yes yes mm-hmm. takes teamwork to make a dream work <laughs> and on that note it is 10 10. carl do you have any final thoughts or final words 10 10 win it again yes 
my final thoughts are let your genius shine mm. fun and let your freak flag fly <laughs> yes well thank you guys so much for joining me i'm sure i'm sure so many people are going to be touched by this interview and thank you guys so much for coming on and happy anniversary oh thank you so much and Kendra, so thank you for being who you are we Aww. love you so much you're so welcome and you guys can find me at kendra divine purpose mentor.com